Good morning and welcome to the Daily Buzz. I'm Jeff Parrott. The third week of the Utah Legislature's general session starts this morning. For lawmakers, the first couple of weeks have focused on curbing county and local coronavirus response powers. And as Senate President Stuart Adams said ahead of the session, this would also be the year of the tax cut. Again, another priority for the legislature this session is water, with an eye on saving the Great Salt Lake. This past summer, the capital city's namesake sank to a record low, and with no insight to the ongoing drought, the lake doesn't appear to be getting better on its own. The Tribune talked to a water expert and a lawmaker to understand what the legislature can do when it comes to water. Brian Schott spoke with Utah House Speaker Brad Wilson on why he's made water priority this year and for maybe many more years to come. Speaker Brad Wilson, great to see you. You released your or your policy priorities for this session. Talk about what are some of the ones that you're excited to address during this this session. Probably the area I'll start, and it's kind of at the beginning of our policy document for a number of reasons. It's just super important is water. I will just say that I think we're a little overdue for this serious discussion about water, whether it's uh, water for growth, water for the Great Salt Lake, um, and the list goes on and on. And uh, we, uh, it's complicated. We've got a lot of work to do. But the great news is we're catching this, I think, um, before it's too late. And uh, we've got everyone's attention. And so we'll continue to work on this. But it's going to be a multi-year effort. In fact, it may be the theme of every legislative session from here to eternity uh, in a desert state. How do you get people to pay a lot of attention to it. Uh, part of the narrative here and part of the landscape on water is the Great Salt Lake. And um, I think we've been pretty successful at starting to chip away at the understanding that I think every Utah needs to have about the risk associated with the Great Salt Lake. And uh, when you talk about how do you create urgency? Well, the Great Salt Lake is creating it for us. Um, with that terminal lake, if it becomes desiccated, life as we know it on the Wasatch Front comes to an end. I mean, we talk about the economic costs and we talk about the loss of wildlife, terrible things. When you have a desiccated lake and all of the metals that have been flowing there for centuries, uh, blowing into our airship, the health of people here will be detriment, uh, will be damaged forever. And uh, the economy, there's no way you can afford to fix it. Yeah. So it's a big deal. So I don't want to use that as the tool to get people motivated to do the right things about water, but it is part of the part of the situation we've got to be honest about. Speaker Brad, Brad Wilson, thank you for your time. Thanks, Brian. And Grant Birmingham reached out to water and public policy researcher Dan McCool from the U. So joining us today is Dan McCool. He's an emeritus professor at the University of Utah whose research focuses on water resource development and public lands policy. Thanks for joining us today, Dan. Hi, Grant. I'm wondering if you can open with kind of a big picture here. What is the scope of Utah's current water problem? My favorite saying is we don't have a water crisis. We have a water management crisis. There's plenty of water in Utah for the people who live here now and, and actually quite a bit of growth, not infinite growth, but we're just not using it very efficiently. People are still talking about this as a drought. I don't think that's helpful. It's been going on basically for 20 years. That's not a drought. That's aridification. Uh, we're, we're in a new normal. So you don't see the rain coming back. All the models that I've looked at look for a, a drying 
American West with, with some exceptions and a, and a hotter West. Do you see signs that the legislature is taking water seriously this time around? Yes, finally, uh, we are behind. The reason why the legislature is suddenly getting very serious about it and frankly entertaining ideas that were proposed years ago and adamantly opposed by some of the same people who are, who are now realizing we have to make changes because of the extended drought, um, because of the changes in rainfall. Lake Powell is at 26%. That's stunningly low. There's a good chance uh, hydropower uh, production will cease this summer unless we get a very wet spring. Uh, the Great Salt Lake is at its lowest level in history, and that has profound ramifications for air quality. A desiccated Great Salt Lake is a profound threat to the viability of the communities along the Wasatch Front. And they see that. They finally see that. What are some of the bills that the legislature is bringing up this year, which could have some effect on water policy in Utah? Uh, one of them is to eliminate the requirement established by some localities and homeowners association that you have to have a certain degree of turf grass. I don't know if there's a bill yet. There's a proposal to peg the level of the Great Salt Lake to increasingly uh, aggressive water conservation measures, modeled a little bit on the drought contingency plan for the Colorado River, which has three different tiers in Lake Mead. And as each tier is reached, there's more stringent um, uh, water cutbacks. Uh, the bill here, instead of having a mandatory cutback approach, uses a water marketing approach, which, which I think works well in Utah and makes it a little easier to uh, manage water, to buy and sell water, and to incentivize water conservation. Uh, and there's a, another bill that is basically a combination of various uh, types of water conservation measures. Some of, some of them look at uh, turf buyback programs. Uh, that's a great idea. So it, crisis drives innovation, and that's what we're seeing. People are seeing a, a realization that we, we have to do something. And one of the representatives, I'm, I'm forgetting his name now, but who's interested in saving the Great Salt Lake lives in Tooele, but Tooele has a, has a bullseye on its back for a desiccated Great Salt Lake. Uh, life could become untenable there. Dan, I wonder in all your years of studying this, uh, are you optimistic in this moment? I am. My, my saying is everybody becomes a water reformer when they turn on the tap and no water comes out. Professor Daniel McCool, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, Grant. Thanks for having me.
The Great Salt Lake isn't the only body of water getting attention from lawmakers this year. Brian Maffley reports on the murky finances behind the plan to dredge Utah Lake to create artificial islands for real estate. You can read that story at sltrib.com. Lawmakers on the Hill are also considering removing two seats on the Utah and Linport Authority Board that are designated for representatives from Salt Lake City, even though most of the Inlinport's footprint lies within the city. And Utah's Liquor Control Agency, the DABC, has asked lawmakers to consider a pilot program for online sales. And that's it for the Daily Buzz. Thanks to Shaw Cardenas for editing today's episode and to the band The Pelicans for our music. Cheers, folks. Cheers.